Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 on LMFM. I can distinctly remember the first time I encountered somebody with a different skin colour. I was in fifth class and a new girl was introduced. She had moved here with her family from India. And as a young child, I'd never met anyone prior to this with with a different coloured skin. But these days, diversity is much more common in classrooms with pupils from different ethnicities learning together. And our children are growing up in a much more multicultural world. As well as this, the family unit has changed a lot in the past 20 years with same-sex couples, divorce couples and solo parents raising children. So it's up to us as parents to explore this further. So how can we introduce the conversation around diversity to our children? Well, joining me now to discuss this is Laura Erskine, our parenting expert. How are you doing, Laura? Hello, good morning. Now, you know, as I mentioned there in the introduction, you know, fifth class in the 90s was the first time I was introduced to somebody of colour. And this girl was the only girl in our school that wasn't white at the time. Would you have had similar experiences growing up or would there have been people that would, would your classroom have been predominantly white? Oh, absolutely. It would have as a child growing up in the 1980s. I don't think I saw a black person in real life in the flesh until I was in my teens. Um, and maybe that was a reflection of where I was living in, I suppose, um, a reasonably well-off area of South Dublin. Um, and and just it just wasn't part of my world at all. But then becoming a mother then in 2009 to James, who's now 12, I enrolled him into a creche um, that was very near to where I would commute into, into work. And it was going to be very near where he was going to go to school. And and that was my first experience of seeing like more multicultural mm. children around um, it, my area, and um, and indeed his crash. Uh, the children were were more racially diverse, but also the carers, and actually even breaking through some gender stereotypes. We had a we had a male carer in the baby room. Wow. Okay. That's unusual. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And I found that a little bit unsettling, actually, not because he was Brazilian, but because he was male. It was yeah. just this natural sort of feeling of, oh, my God, should I, should I believe? Can I trust? This is a man. How would he know how to care for a child? Obviously, he'd been through his own childcare journey and, and, and was qualified to do so. Uh, and James loved him, actually. Maybe it was a male thing. He loved the crack that he had with him. And he was the most caring um, and fun carer he had uh, throughout that those early years in crash. Then we went on to school and um, I couldn't believe on the first day that uh, in, in all of his junior infants class, there was only two Irish uh, families who wow. were completely Irish that had both parents who were Irish. We did a mix of, of Polish, of of Eastern European, of of different India, of, of, of all different um, races, cultures, and um, and that's the way it's been ever since. Um, and he's in a in a co-educational school that it had just started to become a co-educational that year. So we suddenly saw a few girls in the class. There was a third girls and, and two thirds boys. Um, but all of this is just so important and more more reflective of the Ireland of today. And I remember 
um, in first class and it got to that stage where you were starting to have birthday parties and you were inviting the whole class and I was asking him, so who's, um, you know, which which boy is this and which girl is this as I was trying to place them from the schoolyard lineup that I would see in the morning. And when he described the children to me, he described them as, you know, she she always has a red backpack or yeah. that boy wears glasses or he's really tall. He never differentiated them by the colour of their skin. Which is um, so interesting because kids at that age, they don't really see skin colour. And like that, my son would be the same. He's five. And when I was asking him the same, I was like, who is that child? And then, you know, like that, he's they're, they're describing them by backpacks and things like that, that you're not going to really know who the child is after that that description. <laughs> this is it. And they, they, as you say, they really don't see it. But but what's, what's kind of worrying is, is that there's not enough in, uh, you know, I suppose children learn through play. Um, there's not enough in terms of the toys that, mm. that we expose our children to. Maybe the TV shows, the movies, the books that explore this diversity, this very different Ireland in terms of family units, in terms of racial diversity, uh, uh, in terms of either, like breaking through those gender stereotypes that I mentioned. You know, my, my daughter here is, um, she's two years old and she's playing doctors and nurses. And, and um, my, my dad was over at the weekend and he said, oh, are you going to, is that what you'd like to be? Would you like to be a nurse? And I'm like, no, she's going to be a doctor. <laughs> Or at least give her give her the give her the choice. You know what I mean. You know, don't just assume straight away that we're 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 going to have be have nurses and and that kind of thing. Absolutely. And you know, as you mentioned, you know, our children have a peer group that is multicultural, extremely diverse than when we were at school. But unfortunately, the difference around race and stereotypes still exist, which is concerning. So, what can we do to ensure that our children are accepting of others from different backgrounds and that this acceptance keep going? You know, later in life, because as we mentioned, you know they might be more open when they're younger but sometimes the problems and the, it start to arise say around teenage years yes absolutely and i think it's about pointing out um it's it's creating those conversation starters it, it's it's in integrating all of that from an early age in terms of letting them have a boy um or sorry sorry a different colored mm. toys in in terms of the uh you know the different race colour toys and um, so black babies and white babies you, you can still you can buy them in smiths now believe it or not they're not as, as difficult to find but it's exposing them to all of that um, and then having those healthy conversations around culture um, and around race so I get a lot of that um, through the SPHE programme in primary school but also as a parent I suppose I found that I'm not as equipped to answer some of those questions like yeah. in the playground when uh, you know my, my son or daughter might see a lady wearing a burqa um, and it's like, why is she wearing that? Is she not really hot? Or how does she even see? You know, it, it's explaining that, you know, this is a religious choice. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, even the hijab with um, with young girls are now wearing that in James's class in primary school. And once they reach a certain age, they wear the hijab. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, why has she got the scarf on her head, you know? Um, and, and actually, it's educating ourselves as parents a little yeah. bit. And if we can't answer the question there and then, you know, there's a wealth of information on Google so that we explain it, we have the conversation. Um, and then becoming, um, I suppose, talking about how we are all the same on the inside and none of us is any better 
than the other based on our upbringing, where we live, the colour of our skin and the nationality of our parents and the religion that we hold. Uh, and I suppose keeping those conversations going. Um, it, it's it's funny, my, my son James is 12 and he's now learning about the... Um, the in history, he's learning about the north of Ireland, he's, he's learning about the War of Independence, and he's asking me a lot of questions. And I'm having to remind myself of the facts and not yeah. take any prejudices that may have been passed on to me um, through my parents, um, you know, over the years. Um, and even that's very key. Yes, it is. Because, uh, you know, we, as, as you say, you know, we learn things, we pick up things, we have, you know, discriminatory ideas that might be passed on generationally. And it's about kind of taking that step and kind of going hang on a minute what is the actual fact here what am I impa- passing on to my ch- child what do I want them to, to take up as Matty and RD is saying here children don't discriminate it's a learned thing which is you know important to, to recognise so another thing then you know moving kind of from race to the to the gender side of things because I have a five-year-old at home, as you know, and the other day he told me that boys are stronger than girls, which I found alarming. Um, but it's crazy how the gender stereotypes come into play with our kids from a, from a young age, like he's only five, you know? They do, uh, and, and girls can't play football. Of course they can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's the same conversation I've had to educate my 12-year-old boy who I would have thought I was actually very disappointed that he held a very similar view. Girls should not play football or rugby or they're no good at it till I googled um you know so our, one of our own very own um irish footballers who was voted uh, i think her name is stephanie um who was voted as, as the best european footballer um of the year about three years ago with an amazing um goal that she scored and i replayed the video and i said do you think you could do that yeah um, and then look at the irish <laughs> women's rugby team who who have you know gotten as, as far as winning the world cup so it is. It's about having those educations, uh, that education, breaking down the stereotypes and actively doing that with your children. My, my, the Olympics are on now. You yes, know, this is a great time to, to start this. Yes. And um, we have our, our, our very own, um, gosh, I'm trying, her name is Nadia Power. Yes. Our, our beautiful, um, from Tala in, in Dublin. Um, our Irish, a black person, uh, runner. Um, she's an amazing athlete. Um, she's probably she's been on the cover of every newspaper over the over the weekend. I know. Um, but it's actually talking about that. You know, those men are men are faster than women. And I was like, well, we're made differently. So technically, yes, maybe in some circumstances you are faster, but that doesn't mean you're any better. Yes. Um, and then it was actually funny. He said, well, then if you're talking, is it racist that men run races? separately to women running races should we not all run together if you're talking about inclusivity and I'm like oh gosh how do you even answer that question well it's because we're made differently that it actually wouldn't be fair so you know there are so many questions out there from our children and I suppose it's not being it's, it's not being afraid to answer them well also this is the thing I haven't got the complete answer right now yeah absolutely and this is the thing hold your hands up and go I don't know let's like delve into this further and like that you know a couple of my own daughter's friends um, will be wearing the hijab to school next year and this is and she's you know she's actually educating herself about you know why that is and stuff which is fantastic but you know going back as well to you know another conversation that came up in in our house was actually going back to my daughter there she has a friend who has two moms the five year old again was saying that this was silly this was his reaction as he's not kind of exposed to it so in that scenario you know what do we, we, we again that this is another area that we need to kind of be talking about with our children 
It is, and it's something that we need to point out when we see it and talk about how the benefits of it, how different it is and how it's not any better, um, I suppose, than your own situation. It's just mm. different. Um, and there are lots of opportunities that you can do that through books, especially. And there's a great website. It's an Irish website run by an Irish mom. It's called My Higher Shelf. And they've got a lovely range of books that explore gender stereotypes, explore Mm. different family unit types, explore racial diversity, um, all the way from sort of age two in the form of picture books right up to the teen years. And so there there's some really good resources there so that they're much more exposed so that you can have the conversation so it doesn't become a something that's alien to your children. My own children, um, my two older children, are we I'm divorced from their dad, so they have two homes. They have, yep. a, I suppose, a stepdad with my fiancé, Peter, and, and they have two homes. They have uh, Santa visits them twice at, at Christmas. Um, they go on two sets of summer holidays. They're actually very lucky. Now, they've been through a lot, but it, it is just about explaining that. And then also, that sometimes you can have two dads or two mums, and that's Thankfully, through the SPHE program they in primary school, they do talk about different family unitypes. They do talk about um, gender. And children are starting to, you know, about gender preferences. And yeah. children are starting to become much more accepting of that. And thankfully, we have, you know, the, the legal gay marriage um, law enacted here, um, which means... Well, well this is it. Yeah, like people and, and kids are more exposed to it as well, which which is great. Now, you know, you did mention one one website, which is fantastic. I've made a note of that, myhireyourself.com. You did come across another great Irish brand that is changing and including more diversity in their clothing as well. Yes babyboo.ie it's run by two moms it's an organic children's clothing store um, and it's online uh, and they have come up with this lovely idea of changing all of their prints so they've created an entire embracing diversity range of prints on their clothing at the moment it's on their bibs and it's coming in through um, onto their leggings and their sleep suits and, and their, their, their other items of children's clothing but it's actually it's got things like ballerinas and um, we've got black ballerinas and white ballerinas shown simultaneously on a bib in a character mm. print we've got uh, female superheroes and male superheroes um, we've got um, lots of mermaid black and white again it's that racial diversity and it's actually you know it's not just for for parents who are multicultural to wear them and, and to, to buy them it's, it's for for all children so that they recognize that this is Part of a normal life. Part of normal life. And it just means as well that there is, you know, if there's people out there obviously that are shopping for their children and they're from different backgrounds, that they can see somebody that looks like them, which is key to this as well. Laura, as as always, I'm I'm fast running out of time here. Great discussion. Great, uh, great advice. Uh, Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you very much. Thanks a million. The com. that's where you'll find Laura. There's uh, lots of information there and resources and everything else. And you'll find the article that Laura has written about diversity and talking and discussing diversity with your children. You'll find that in the RSVP magazine. 11 to 1 on LMFM 